baseball players who want to develop their skill and get to the next level need to use the currency of trust. Let's dig into it. You cannot feel this energy. energy. Players that want to improve can't do it by themselves. They need to find a guide. That's a coach. So it's a player-coach relationship. The player has the skill set but not enough knowledge because they don't know how to get to the next level. The coach is going to have the knowledge of how to get to that next level. So both of these two people need each other. So what's going to happen is... In a good working relationship between coach and player, trust and rapport is developed. And that trust and rapport creates wins for the program and creates wins for the player. It's a bit of a win-win kind of thing. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut away to a section of a podcast I did with Coach Hogan, who he and I talk about this very thing. You're going to hear him talk about expectations. You're going to hear me talk about the currency of trust. Now, make sure you stick around to the end of this video because I'm going to take all all these themes and tie them up into an understandable package and give you some takeaways on how you can use the currency of trust and expectations to your advantage to raise your game to the next level. So again, stick around to the end. Right now, here's that clip from Coach Hogan and I. And they have to know what your expectations are. Yeah. And I think that's fair that they know what you expect of them. Yeah. And um, and you can get some feedback from them. You Each kid, I, th- I know some coaches in this day and age, we say, okay, this is the way this is. These are my rules. Mm-hmm. This is the way we do that. I always looked at it much differently in that if I'm running this show, I'm going to ask 24 baseball players on pro ball level. They all have to be, conform and do like I do. They all have to be me. They all have to do this. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm the adult. I'm the grown-up in the room. I can adjust and treat each kid to where I can get the most out of them. So my job was to see what I could do to get to that kid to make him as good as he can be. Put him in a position where he can excel and succeed and also in a position where my team can excel. So small, little, you taught me this too. Not big meetings. Big meetings are fine. When you need big meetings, but those little 30-second conversations in the hallway, during VP, in the dugout. No question. That's where the magic is made. Because that's where you get close to that kid. That's not for everybody to hear or see or whatever. Those little sidebars, those little bits, those little conversations, those coveted moments of what are your goals. Makes it personal. That's where the trust is built. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And I write in the book, and I and you taught me this, but not directly. But you, so I've taken a theme, and then I've expanded on it. It's I call it the currency of trust. So as an athlete and a coach, right? We trade currency back and forth every day, and that currency that we trade is trust. You trust that I'm coming to play, that I can accept your instruction, that I'm coachable, that I am the guy that you recruited now that we're in person. And I trust the fact the information you're giving me, I can lend myself over to and get better with. And we trade that trust every day. But that trust is built from 
us working together, those little 30-second sidebar conversations, getting to know each other differently, more intimately, in-depth as athlete and coach. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Coach Hogan brought in that expectation theme of how he as the coach is going to set different expectations for different players. I want to address that real quick because it, it's kind of bigger than that. That sounded very simplistic, and it is a overarching theme, but there's a little bit more to it than that. We're going to talk about it in two different ways. We're going to talk about it physically, and then we're going to talk about it from a relationship, a coach-player relationship. First, physically. Setting expectations for a program can be very challenging. There are guys out out there, there are coaches out there who set these very rigid expectations. And all the hitters are taught mechanically the same thing to do. All the pitchers are mechanically taught the same thing to do. It's this is the way we do things. Okay, but like Coach Hogan, I don't believe that's a good way to do things. And here's why. If I have a six foot four hitter and I have a five foot four hitter, the six foot four hitter uses leverage very differently than a five foot four hitter. So when we're talking about the mechanics of creation of leverage, I have to teach that differently to a six foot four guy. I can't spread him out and put the barrel on his shoulder and expect him to create leverage. Just like I can't take a five foot four guy and stand him up and expect him to hit bombs. The mechanics have to be taught differently from a pitcher's perspective. You'll have pitchers, and I've seen this many times, where the entire pitching staff is taught one way mechanically to do things. And there's a pitcher in there that'll have a a very outside grip, a very plus tilt to his wrist, and throw these nasty sinkers. And the coach, the pitching coach, wants everybody to do that. Well, not everybody can do that. This guy's just naturally gifted that way with that driving sinker. So... When you're in a program where things are mechanically all taught the same way, I don't know if that's the best way to do it. I'm not going to give you any guidance on where you should stay or where they should go, but finding a program that fits what you do mechanically as a hitter, mechanically as a pitcher, mechanically as an outfielder or a catcher, there's a hundred different ways to get there. The best way is the way that works for the player, and the coach should know that. So each player has to be taught mechanically a little bit differently to maximize their ability, just like what Coach Hogan was talking about. The second part of this is the manner in which we build this rapport, how we work together. I'm a super high energy guy. Coach Hogan is a super high energy guy. We are loud and it's fun, not all the time, but it's it's generally fun. Not all coaches are like that. Um, and I've had to change the way that I work with guys that don't really respond well to that loud. They're a little more, uh, it's too loud for me. So I've had to change and adapt my expectations in the way that I work with players to suit the needs of other players, making sure that I'm meeting all of those needs because it's going to be different with everybody. Now, the, the key takeaway here is the coach and the player relationship based off that trust is also based within that trust is authenticity. Here's an example. I sit down with a player after batting practice. It's just me and him, and I've got an opportunity for 60 seconds to kind of talk about stuff. And that's an intimate conversation, a very trustful conversation with that player. It's like, hey, man, 
um, you know, the stuff we're working on, is, you know, is it working for you or is it, um, are, you, are you struggling with it a little bit? What I need is for that athlete to authentically tell me if it's working. You as a player, you have to take a little ownership of your career and you have to be authentic with the coach as well. What that means is you can't tell him a yes or no sir answer and give him what he's, you know, looking for. You have to give him something authentic. Yeah, coach, I'm I'm trying, but I'm still struggling, man. It's it's okay, okay. That see, that's the feedback I need. All right, we can do things differently. Going back to changing mechanics. We can adapt those mechanics and make them a little different. So we need that truthful, authentic feedback running back and forth. So I know where you stand as a player. You know where I stand as a coach. And then we can build together that winning relationship. Let me give you one more little takeaway, little kind of piece of advice. There are programs out there, uh, college programs out there, uh, and a lot of college programs out there that don't have the head coach as that currency of trust guy. He's not that warm, fuzzy guy. It's run a little bit more like a company, and he's the CEO. The feel you'll have with him is a little bit more sterile, a little bit more distant, Um it won't be warm, super warm and fuzzy. And again, these are very successful programs and they're out there right now. Lots of them, highly ranked programs who have a very sterile kind of guy that's in charge. However, there will be at least one guy on that coaching staff who does have that currency of trust with the players, who does have that authentic rapport, that very personal relationship with the players. You have to have at least one guy in there to bridge that sterile kind of gap. Let me let me give an example of, of what happens. Baseball team starts in January and they get mid-March. Mid-March is horrible for baseball programs in college because that's when all the injuries start really occurring and that, that's the toughest part of the season. And we say in college baseball, you got to win the middle to win the end. It's really all about that mid to end March. And the team goes on a six-game losing streak and the coach comes in the dugout or the, the locker room and he's flipping over tables and he is ripping everybody's butts because you're on a losing streak. Well, maybe you played great and the team just lost or maybe they're, they're close games and you just lost in the last couple innings, but he is ripping everybody a new one and maybe he's calling you out personally and then off he walks. Well, you're hot as a match because you played well and it's March and March is tough. And it, here comes that assistant coach. He's going to come back behind that guy. Billy, come here. Let me talk to you. And so he's going to help smooth it over because he does understand that authentic trust relationship. And he might say something like, look, he's he's he runs a $10 million program. There's a lot of pressure on him. This is a top 10 ranked program. And we're on a skid right now, so he's getting some heat. And it's really not about anything other than you can take it because you're the tough guy on the team. So he's not mad at you. He just, you know, he has to vent. And maybe he'll lay out some expectations. Here, you need to start coming earlier and start getting with it. So you'll have that guy and he'll give you all kinds of little nuggets and he'll smooth that over for you. And then the team can pick back up with maybe your leadership because of the rapport you have with that coach and get into April and start on a winning streak. And it happens that way all over the country in very high level programs. 
Not all of those guys that run those programs are nicey nice guys, but one guy in there will understand that trust and rapport. That's why they're ranked that high. If you like that episode of Leveling Up, you're going to love the podcast I did with Coach Hogan. On that podcast, we talked about his experience as a two-sport All-American athlete in college, his expectations as a high school coach, as a college coach, and a pro ball coach, and how he prepared guys at all levels to achieve at the highest level they could possible, including several big leaguers. And as a bonus, if you have a question, drop it in the comment section of that podcast. Because on my second interview with Coach Hogan, that's right, we interview all our folks two times, I devote the second interview to the questions that you drop in that comment section. Now, make sure that you like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so YouTube will let you know the next time we're posting a video. And to make it easy for you to find the podcast with Coach Hogan and I, I put the link in the description. So click on that link, watch that podcast, and put your questions in the comment section. And on my second interview, I'll be sure to ask them. One last thing. Did you know that I wrote a book? That's right. Bass. B-A-S-S, Barrel Accuracy and Swing Strength, The Path to Elite Level Hitting. And this book will teach you the two things that all successful hitters do. They hit it on the barrel and they hit it hard. I put a link in the description below that'll take you to the website where you can get a free preview to my new book and place your order. So make sure you check that out and maybe one day you'll make one of our highlight reels. We'll see you on the field. Cannot feel this energy, energy, energy.